0: Marie Laveau was a famous and powerful voodoo priestess who lived in New Orleans, Louisiana in the 19th century. A free woman of color, she assumed a leadership role of a multiracial religious community. Renowned in life and revered in death, some say she continues to work her magic from beyond the grave. This is Supernatural Matters, a psychic story original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. This week, a new episode of Supernatural Matters will air every day leading up to Halloween, where I'll be sharing an unexplained mystery, leaving you to ultimately decide, natural or supernatural? Find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player or at supernaturalmatters.com. And if you like what you're hearing, reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at A Psychics Story. There's nowhere in the world quite like New Orleans. No other city so visibly encapsulates the mix of the old world and the new. And no other city so obviously displays its belief in the supernatural. While many tourists flock each year to check out New Orleans' food and music, they are also drawn to an unlikely place, the cemetery. St. Louis Cemetery No. 1, in fact, is one such cemetery people visit to pay their respects to the dead, and one resident in particular. The cemetery itself is located just blocks off the backside of the French Quarter. When it first opened in 1789, it was completely outside the city proper on a barely reclaimed swampland. Spanish authorities needed a new place to bury the dead after running out of space in St. Peter's Cemetery. Today, there are hundreds of 18th and 19th century above-ground tombs holding the city's most prominent dead. The most popular resident of St. Louis Number 1 is none other than the black voodoo priestess Marie Laveau. She wielded tremendous power in her community during her lifetime, and rumors of her magical abilities were so famous it is the stuff of legends said to have followed her into the afterlife. So much so that visitors leave all sorts of gifts and offerings outside the Voodoo Queen's grave, from simple flowers to baskets of voodoo related items. Although illegal to deface a graveyard, people often write XXX on the outside of the tomb and ask for a wish or small request from her spirit, knocking three times on the slab. Then and only then are you allowed to ask her for a favor. There is plenty of mystery surrounding the grave, with people debating whether or not it is indeed Laveau's final resting place. Some have suggested that her body was removed long ago. Others believe that it is her daughter who is actually buried there. Whether Laveau's body is there or not, it is indisputable that it has become her acknowledged resting place. Voodoo is a big part of New Orleans history, although it is vastly different from the pop culture perception. While spells, conjuring, and dolls do make up a part of voodoo rituals and beliefs, in reality, voodoo, or voodon, is a combination of West African religions brought over by slaves, combined with the Christianity they adopted over time, and blended with traditions of indigenous people. Like the popular conception of voodoo itself, Marie Laveau's legend differs, depending on who you ask. Born around 1801 to a freed slave named Marguerite and a free and wealthy businessman, Charles Laveau, Marie was the first generation of her family to be born free. Laveau was a devoted Catholic all of her life and to her, voodoo was not incompatible with her Catholic faith. Trained by voodoo practitioner, Dr. John, who was allegedly an African prince from Senegal, Laveau quickly became his successor. She would lead in chants and sell cures and charms. She was also known to walk around town with a boa constrictor draped over her shoulders. The snake's name was Zombie, named after the serpent deity Le Grand Zombie. The front room of her cottage housed altars filled with candles, holy images, and offerings, and she would lead weekly meetings that included all races, where the participants would dress all in white, then chant and sing, and leave an offering of liquor and food to the spirits. Laveau also saw individual clients giving them advice on everything from winning lawsuits to attracting lovers, charging consultations from spiritual healing and herbal remedies to fortune telling. A long-standing rumor to this day is that Laveau was a hairdresser. There's no evidence that she ever was. More than likely it was a cover story used by some of the women on Marie's large client list who may have been concerned about associating with voodoo. Regardless, Laveau would go into people's homes to perform her tasks. With her unique blending of voodoo rituals and Catholicism, it didn't take long before Marie Laveau became known throughout the city as the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Marie lived in an old adobe cottage at 152 rue St. Anne. The location is marked today as 1020 St. Anne Street. Legend has it that she received the home for helping an affluent man free his son from murder charges. In 1875, Laveau became sick and she confined herself to her home, rarely emerging from St. Anne by the end of her death. As her health continued to decline, her hair turning a stark white, Laveau began participating less and less in voodoo rituals. She became more focused and involved in her Catholic faith, attending mass daily. In her final days, Laveau surrounded herself with religious relics. She died in June of 1881 with a devout trust in heaven. The original house was torn down in the year 1903 and a new structure was built on the same foundation, making some believe that residual energy from Marie Laveau still calls this location home. People have claimed to have seen her walking down St. Anne Street wearing a long white dress, her trademark tignon, a turban headdress, which had seven points folded into it to represent a crown. Marie's spirit and those of her followers are believed by many to perform rituals from beyond the grave at the site of her old house as well as her tomb. Now being used as a vacation rental, one story goes that a couple decided to visit New Orleans and stay at the Laveau house. After touring the French Quarter for a while, they returned to the house for the evening. As they were about to drift off to sleep, sounds of chanting and even drumming cut through the silent night. At first, they thought that the noise was coming from outside. Unable to sleep, the husband went outside and walked around the block. He found nothing but silence. When he entered back into the house, the sound of chanting and drums picked back up again, and he then realized that it was coming from the living room. The couple were understandably totally freaked out and left in a hurry without even grabbing their stuff. After staying at a hotel that evening, they returned the next morning to pack up their things. As they walked to the center of the living room, A single white, pristine feather stood up from the floor. A single feather was Marie Laveau's signature object. It is considered a great symbol and relic among voodoo practitioners. Feathers are believed to bring the one who discovered it great luck. However, if it is discovered on someone's pillow, it brings sickness and death. Another person recounted his stay at the Laveau house. He had just taken a nap, and upon waking, his gaze led him to a shadowy figure standing in the corner of the bedroom. As he focused his eyes, he first believed that he was still coming out of a dream, but the black mass started to materialize. Frozen in fear, he closed his eyes and prayed. When he opened his eyes back up, the shadow figure had disappeared. Another account comes from a visitor who was waking up on the second morning staying at the home. As she opened her eyes and began to stretch, she became paralyzed. She was physically unable to move as if someone or something was holding her down. She tried to lift herself up out of the bed or even just move her fingers or toes, but last, there was nothing she could do. As fear continued to wash over her, she began to hear whispers, almost like chanting. This was no night terror, this was something otherworldly. But the hauntings around Marie Laveau don't just take place at the house. During the Great Depression, a man fell asleep on the top of a tomb in the cemetery. Shortly after falling asleep, he suddenly awoke to the banging of drums and eerie chanting. It was then that he realized he had fallen asleep on Laveau's tomb. As he quickly jumped up and off, suddenly ghosts appeared dancing around the tomb. In the center of the group was Marie Laveau and her boa constrictor zombie, draped around her shoulders. In the mid-1930s, a man named Elmore Banks was making a purchase in a store that was located right by St. Louis Cemetery No. 1. As an old woman came in, the store clerk began to back away, clearly frightened. Wondering why the man would be so scared of just a little old lady, Banks watched in interest. The woman walked right up to him and asked, don't you know me? To which he replied, honestly, no ma'am. Angered by his response, the woman slapped him and then levitated out the door as she passed over the graveyard and evaporated right into thin air. The next thing Banks remembered was the store clerk standing over him who informed him that was Marie Laveau. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supernatural Matters. So what do you think? Has Marie Laveau's voodoo magic extended from beyond the grave? Or are the ghost stories just that, stories? Check out the photos at SupernaturalMatters.com and head over to A Psychic Story on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to give us your thoughts. Or you can also leave us a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. You can find all other episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on the website or on your favorite podcast player.